How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. You are locked on Lakers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Lakers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome everybody to Locked On Lakers. I am your host, Harrison Fagan. Anthony Irwin is not with me today because I found a better replacement, Bryant Freeze, my you know usual fill-in co-host. But today he's just he's straight up replacing Anthony for reasons we don't really need to get into. Um, because you overslept. Okay. Okay. Well, there's that. That's one of the reasons. So, but we don't need to get too far into that. So, I just before we get into the show, I wanted to remind you all that as always, you can find our full shows on Audio Boom, iTunes, Silver Screen and Roll, Stitcher, TuneIn, and today's Fast Break. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek. Use the promo code LO Lakers to get a twenty dollars rebate on your first ticketing purchase. So, trade season, it's upon us. We we had kind of the first deal of near the deadline today. And the Nuggets and the Blazers made a trade. The Portland Trail Blazers sent Mason Plumley and a 2018 second round pick to the Nuggets for Yusuf Nurkic and a 2017 first round pick from Memphis. And this is per Adrian Wojnarowski of Yahoo Sports and possibly reportedly maybe soon to be ESPN, but we'll see about that. And that's not important here, but what's important is that the trade season is here. And so this is happening and it's going on. And I I thought that I'd bring in Bryant and we could talk about kind of where we think the Lakers stand as we're getting closer to the trade deadline. Because there's been a lot of discussion this year about whether or not this team should make a trade, who they should trade, if they're talking about trades. There's just been rumors and speculation and all that kind of stuff. And I was just curious... Where where do you have the Lakers right now? Do you feel like that? Do you feel like they are going to make a move? Like just in just in your purely best speculation sense, just watching the team this year. First off, I want to be honest and say I'm the worst person to bring in in here for this because I hate random trade speculation that never end up, ends up happening. No, see that's it. you. You're the perfect person then because I get accused of clickbait and making up speculation and what not making up, but like just speculating on things, whatever, too much. So we'll balance each other out. This will be perfect. Yeah, no, I hate it. All right, let's let's get into it though. Um, let's you know. If they're going to make a trade, really, there's only two guys you'd probably trade. Oh, well, that are realistic. I mean, obviously, Timofey Mozgov and Luau Deng, it would be very nice to get rid of those salaries, but I don't think anyone's going to take either of those two or wants them even if they had lower salaries. But with what they are making, it's never going to happen. Um, Lou Williams is the guy that is probably most tradable that you can get back the most assets for. Uh 
a team that's contending maybe could want a scorer off the bench. He could help him out. If we could get back, you know, a young asset and maybe a late first-round pick or something like that, uh, that would probably be the best option. But I don't think there's too many guys on the Lakers roster that other people really want, to be honest. Yeah, honestly, I think I'd agree with you on that. Uh, it's not necessarily that they wouldn't want them, but that it's. I think it's hard to find a trade that makes sense, right? I, I guess it's it's hard to find a team that would want them enough to offer what something that would make sense for the Lakers, other than like you know the, this Nuggets Blazers deal that just happened is kind of weird because they're both competing for the eight seed and they both traded kind of bigs that play the same position and. I don't think that we're going to see the Lakers make a trade for that like that where it's kind of comparable like position players or whatever because the, the, I think a big part of the reason that you trade Lou Williams in the first place is because, you know, as I get harped about on – as people kind of come at me about on Twitter all the time is that he's taking minutes and possessions and all kinds of other things from the Lakers' younger players, which I actually agree with. I think that – Kind of, it, my thoughts are, is that Lou Williams has been really good, and that's helped keep the Lakers in games at times, and it's helped them maybe win a couple games. But I think long-term, the Lakers would probably be better off with Jordan Clarkson being that primary kind of facilitator off of the bench, if that's uh, like a role that they want guys to be playing. I, I mean, uh, you, ju you just winced when I said that. So uh, so what are what are you, well, what was that for? All I'm saying, oh, I'm not saying anything yet. Um, all I'm thinking is like, he's not taking that many minutes away from the young guys. It's not like he's playing drastically more minutes than Clarkson or Ingram or uh, D'Angelo Russell. I guess, I guess minutes was the wrong way to phrase it. I just, mean possessions? opportunity possessions okay. opportunities like he he when Lou Williams is out there you're running your offense through Lou Williams most of the time because otherwise why is he out there he's not like he he's a good three-point shooter but he's not like your typical we're gonna run you off screens and space the floor and that type of thing type player and he just I guess it's fair it's probably fair to say uh, maybe not that he doesn't he straight up doesn't defend but he straight up does not defend well like at all and so, if he's out there, you'd be misusing him to not run your offense through him. And so, the Lakers have done that, but I just don't know if long-term that's the best thing for them. Well, long-term, I agree, but what does he have on his deal? Two more years? He has one more year after this one. One more year after this one. So, is he really taking away that much learning opportunity and stuff from the young guys? I mean, like, what would... You brought up Jordan Clarkson being in that role... Jordan Clarkson's having a, I mean, I was going to say a good year. He's having a decent year. He's having his ups and downs, but he's, it's not like he's not touching the ball a lot. Jordan Clarkson's doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one dribbling that Lou Williams is doing. And, hey, maybe part of that is because he looks at Lou Williams and says, like, oh, I'm not getting mine. I need to do the same thing. So Yeah, no, I, and so I think that's a big part of the problem is that while Lou Williams is out there, a guy like Clarkson, he feels like, you know, I'm not going to get, like, I, I have the ball right now. If I pass it away, I don't know if I'm going to get it back. I got to go in there and get my shot up. I got to go in there and take this opportunity while I have it. And I'm not sure that that's the best thing. Because when he was a rookie, right, he had a lot of success out of pick and rolls. And because the Lakers basically, they just threw him out there. And they're like, all right, you are the only player that we care about really at all right now. And we're just going to run endless pick and rolls with you, spread the floor. And we're gonna, you, you make the assist if there's an open pass and they help on you. And if they don't, then take it to the basket. And it made things very simple for him. Whereas I think with Williams out there and he's in more of a secondary role, 
role most of the time. He, I think he feels that he's taken the shooting part of shooting guard a little bit too literally. Do you think that's where Jordan Clarkson would be used no matter what, though, whether we the Lakers have Lou Williams or not? I mean, I think he's almost going to be put in that shooting guard spot. Either way. I mean, obviously, if we if the Lakers trade away Lou Williams and then brought in someone else that was not a point guard type situation, then he'd be forced to run the point with the second unit unless they wanted Brandon Ingram or whatever to do that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Ingram's in the, with the starters now, but they've had him do it. They could, you know, theoretically, they could have Clarkson or where, or not Clarkson, uh, Calderon or where. There we go. It. That's what yeah. we need. We need Calderon and Huertas in the game. Yeah, and exactly. we are set. Well, now, no, but what I'm out, Trade away Lou Williams, trade away Nick Young, and give all of their minutes to Calderon and Huertas. Well, so... I mean, I'm not totally against that because, number one, I think that it would be better off for the Lakers to lose some games because it would be better for them to keep their pick this year. At this point, they're in a position where they can keep it. We didn't think they'd be this close or this bad, and we didn't think the rest of the NBA would be kind of like competing to rise above them. So since they're in this position where they have a chance to keep the pick, number one, I think that that would be valuable. Number two, I think that it would be good to get the ball in Clarkson's hands more. And I think that Calderon, even though he's technically a point guard would allow you to do that a little bit just by virtue of he is a more willing floor spacer when he is out there than Williams is. He's willing to kind of run off some screens. He's willing to go stand in the corner and do that type of thing. Whereas Williams, you know, if he doesn't have the ball, generally he's kind of running towards it with his hands out like, hey, hey, hey look, I'm open. I'm, I'm good. You could pass it to me. Yeah, really all you want Calderon in there for is to get the offense going. I mean, he yeah. doesn't have to have the ball in his hands throughout the whole possession trying to make the final assist or basket. No. He's just the kind you definitely don't, you don't want that. You don't want that. But he is a guy, like you said, that can get the offense going and be in the right spots for JC to get some assists. But And like you said, with the keeping the pick, it's not only keeping the pick for this year, but it's keeping the pick for two years. Yeah, Well, not two years. So they, well, if they kept it this year, yeah. But I get what you're saying. Just I want to explain yes, to everyone, it, not two it. consecutive years, they would keep their pick. If they keep their pick this year, they have to give next year's first-round pick to Philadelphia. But then the following year, they would have their first-round pick and owe two seconds to Orlando. Because you can't lose first-round picks in consecutive, in consecutive years. years. So, and yeah, so that would, that would work out at this well point, for this point you're basically if you keep the top three pick you're keeping two first round picks and while we didn't think going into the the year the Lakers would be quite in a position to do this and I definitely don't advocate them like losing on purpose or anything I don't think anyone in the organization is going to do that but I just think that or you know like on the coaching staff or the players they aren't losing intentionally Lou Williams talked about this on Twitter the other night like players a draft pick comes in and that's a guy that maybe takes your job like they don't necessarily want a draft pick they're trying to win but I'm saying the organization as they head into the trade deadline could potentially try and move a guy like Williams to not give Luke Walton that security blanket at the end of games. Yeah, I well and how you that's how you do tank, quote unquote. How yeah. you play for a draft pick better you know, because tanking has all the names. It's, it's a loaded word. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tanking so, tanking needs a rebrand. Yeah, they're not tanking, they're playing for a draft pick. Yes. Okay. There's a big Big difference. They're developing. But, they're developing and acquiring assets. Exactly, and that's when you start seeing Zubats get twenty minutes a game and Mozgov not playing at all. Well, you know. Although, Zub- yeah, to be fair. Yeah, I was just gonna yeah, say Zubats. I don't, I don't know. That might that better. might be helping the team. Yeah, a little for bit. sure. I, but initially, initially, yeah. it was kind of that. You know, like, all right, we're not doing well. Let's see what we got. Now it's like, all right, well, Zubats might be better than Mozgov already. Yeah. So, but it just depends what. 
you get back for him. Because I understand, like what you said, you don't have that safety cushion at the end of the game where you can put Lou Williams in there and hope he takes over and wins the game. But you don't want to trade him away for to a good team for a second-round pick where you're no, nothing I, in return. That's like, true. You don't want to – I, I want to be clear here. I'm not advocating either that scenario where you just trade him just to trade him. So I, I, I think that Lou has value. I think the Lakers should try to get value for him. But if they can't, then you don't – yeah, you don't trade him just to trade him because you still have him under contract next year on a cheap deal. Maybe next year – maybe this year in the playoffs, like one of these top teams like the Warriors or the Cavs take an injury and another team feels like they maybe they're a little closer next year to – one of those teams or something like something else changes in the NBA where a team feels like hey I just I need a Lou Williams off my bench and that'll put me over the top into kind of contending for where I want to be right now it doesn't look like there's an obvious team to do that but next year there might be and especially when he's on such a cheap deal under this new cap I think uh, that will have value next year so I'm, not, I'm definitely not saying the Lakers should just give him away but to me he's the guy that I just feel like they, they not, I guess, have to deal, but that they really should be trying to deal. And I don't know, do you have a different thought? I, I wanted to get your thoughts. Do you feel like there's anyone else on the roster other than Lou Williams that the Lakers should be actively trying to deal? Well, I mean, they should be doing everything they can to try and get rid of Lou Day and Timothy Mosca. Yeah, okay, so... Uh, but yeah. that's not going to happen. So, yeah. I mean, other than that, I, Nick Young, you, they should see what they can get for him, but once again, I don't think they're going to be able to get much for him. I mean, a contending team might want that shooting off the bench or something, that his playmaking ability, but I don't think it's anything that they're willing to give up, they would be willing to give the Lakers a good asset for. So, I mean, I think Lou Williams is really the only guy that they have a chance of moving to and getting something reasonable back for. Did you really just say Nick Young playmaking ability? Playmaking, dude. Did like you see play- that pass to D'Angelo Yeah, that's Russell right. Hey, the hey Nick, Nick Young, four assists in the first quarter against the Bucks. Yeah, that's so, right, man. And then no assists the rest of the game. Yeah. That was a, Nick Young, I looked it up at during that game. He averages exactly one assist per game for his I entire career, I, which is the perfect Nick Young stat. When I said that playmaking is, ability, it's I know, like you, you can put the ball in his hands. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I just, it made me had, laugh yeah, because, like, Nick, Nick Young, playmaker, is uh, that's, that's just not totally a thing. Hey, that play where he got D'Angelo Russell the wide open three pointer. That was nice. He came off the screen. It was a no look pass. That was whew, clean. Yeah. Nick Young, point guard. Yeah, that's right. We don't need Huertas or Calderon. We yeah, need Nick Young. That, there's a true point guard already on the let's roster, just, and his name is Swaggy P. He's Swaggy point D'Ang- guard. Exactly. Let's just trade D'Angelo Russell. Oh, we already take. have our point guard. Yeah, Nick yeah. Young, point guard of the future. No, but okay. So hey, now we're we're getting really close to the deadline now. Do you, is there anyone, is there anything in particular that you think that the Lakers should be trying to trade for? Or is it, would you mostly be of the mind that they should be sellers? Is there any scenario where you see them as a buyer? No, 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 no. I'm, no, there's nothing, and there's nothing that the Lakers can give up to be a buyer. I mean, well, I don't know what they yeah, have I mean, to there's do. Just like, like, and who is I guess, the one guy that you're like, oh yeah, if we get him... We're going to be good now. I well, mean, so there, there's, not a, there's not a one guy where I'd say that, and it sounds like there's not a one guy that you, where you'd say that, but the interesting wrinkle is that Magic Johnson reportedly is going to be involved in the trade deadline now. And while, I, again, I, I, think, I don't think that we should solely judge him by his Twitter account, 
but he likes a lot of players. We'll just say that. Yeah, and of he, course he, he value, does. He values it. He seems to value it. And so if he's going to be involved, it just makes me wonder. Do you th- hold on. Do you think Magic is going to try and trade for... I mean, right now there's not X, that kind y, of super. Right now there's not that superstar player available. Reportedly, it doesn't really sound like there are any kind of guys that would really move the needle that are really available from their teams. Because there was a lot of stuff about like earlier this year, like maybe Jimmy Butler, maybe Demarcus Cousins. But it sounds like those guys. I wouldn't for trade right now any of the say, young core for either of those guys right now, to be honest. Any of them? No, no, Even either of those two. All I said for either of those two, if we if the Lakers had to put. Like, two of the young players. Okay, together. so you're saying a package. Yeah, if it had yeah. to be a package, obviously one for one. Yeah, yeah that's okay. I'll okay, give okay. you any one of those guys for them. But if it had to be a package, because then Jimmy Butler or Demarcus Cousins is going to come to LA and they're going to have nothing to work with. So exactly. There's no point. Exactly. So uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of of that same mind, and this is the, the we've talked about this earlier this year before, but I just think it's different. I mean, do you see their mindset changing at all now? Because okay, so now you have Magic not only involved, but then you have Jim Buss and Mitch Kupchak kind of seeing that he's involved and saying like, hey, you know, this is possibly our last year to kind of make some waves and you know, uh, like like maybe potentially save our jobs. No, because if they if they ruin what they have, which let's be honest, no one really knows exactly what the Lakers do have as of right now, but there's a lot of hope and potential still even through this terrible season. If they give away half of that for Jimmy Butler, say, and Jimmy Butler comes in and the Lakers do no better or do worse, then they're for sure fired. Yeah. But if say in the last half of the season, the Lakers have a decent, which I know a lot of people don't want to happen because they want the pick, but you know what I mean? They can still lose games while looking good and and looking like they're improving. And even if they don't lose games and the guys are looking good, that's good. That means that you're ahead of schedule in the rebuild. That means that, like, like if if the Lakers win, like, you know, if they go on, like, little winning spurts here and there because D'Angelo Russell's killing it or because Brandon Ingram is all of a sudden, like, a semi-consistent contributor or because you know maybe Jordan Clarkson does start playing that playmaking role off the bench again and moves kind of his like that potential of his up or Julius Randle you know starts to really get going again now that he's back from illness and so if any of that kind of stuff or Vita Zubas averages 20 points a game down the stretch who knows anything could happen but if any of that kind of stuff does happen and the Lakers win games because of it that's good Exactly. Even if they lose the pick, that's, exactly. that's good because it means that they are ahead of schedule in the rebuild. And even if they are losing games and keep the pick, but those young guys are showing improvement. Then I mean, that's even better. Ivica, it's even better. And Ivica, I mean, he's shown that they made a pretty pretty damn good pick with him. So they got to just hope that. Yeah, every, every single guy other than Anthony Brown that they've taken over the last several years, even though, to be fair, they've had high picks, there are no obvious misses no. there. I mean, uh, like, Russell, you could say, like, yeah, maybe they should have taken Porzingis. But come on, that's, that's a that's, tough that's, one. That's hindsight. Is, that's an example of hindsight being twenty twenty. There's yeah. no the, – the Lakers didn't know that Porzingis – nobody knew no, that Porzingis would be this if, good this quickly. If the Knicks had the second pick the, or the, the Sixers the, had the second pick, they would have taken Russell or The Oko Sixers for, definitely would have, would have taken Russell. They wanted him bad. Yeah, they wanted him bad. The Knicks would have taken either of those up. two guys before they took Kristaps. Yeah, there were rumors about how into Russell – Phil Jackson 
was I believe I believe that Phil Jackson got fined for tweeting about it was either Russell or Okafor earlier that year. So like if either of those guys had been available, I don't know that Phil has this, no. ge- this oh, quote no. unquote genius Porzingis pick on his hands. No, they, he got lucky with that. Yeah, like, come on, he got lucky with that. And, and someone anyway, who would have ended up with him would have been lucky with him. So. Yeah, and he's great. But I mean, there are no like obvious like you made a terrible pick there at all. Like most of these guys are at the very least hits. Except for the Anthony Brown thing, which just didn't which work out for whatever pick, reason. Again, a second though. rounder. Yeah. But even their later, like Larry Nance Jr., late first round pick, almost a second round pick. Avica Zubat, second, second round pick. Jordan Clarkson, second round pick. Like, they've killed it with these draft selections, and people should want them to keep these picks. But all I'm saying is that if they lose it because the young guys are playing well, then that's great. If they lose it because Lou Williams has a couple 30-point games and gets them a couple wins, that's less great. And that's why I think that, again, Lou Williams should be traded so they really fully give over the reins to these young guys. Do you have a guy in mind that they would try and get back for Lou Williams, like a spot? No, that's that's the tough thing, is okay. that it's hard to find teams necessarily that would want Lou Williams, but I think that they should be looking for, if they can get like a first, or they can get like a younger player that hasn't necessarily panned out, or something like that. What about, what about, I don't know how, how likely it is, but what about uh, Jordan McRae from the Cleveland Cavaliers? He had a, I haven't seen him much, I'm he not going to lie, but I saw him have a pretty, pretty good summer league. He lit up the Lakers I know, what do you have, like, like 30 points? Yeah, 30 I, I, points? I'm, I'm convinced that Jordan McRae is on the Cavs roster right now because of what he did to the Lakers in summer league. Probably, but I, that's the problem, though, is because you don't know what he is. So do you want to give up Lou Williams? He's younger. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade him straight up. And the Cavs don't have a lot to give up. That's what I was gonna get at. That's the problem is that they already they they kind of they don't have another first round pick to like. 2035. Yeah. And so, hey, if they offered like a 2035 first round pick, LeBron's most likely going to be retired by then. The Cavs might suck again. Uh, they most likely will. Yeah. So that, that's decent. But yeah, I don't Laker, know Lou Williams for a 2035 thir- first round pick. Make it happen. Lock it man. in. And Jordan McRae, though. Don't yeah, and Jordan that. McRae. Superstar Jordan. Summer League superstar Jordan McRae. Exactly. Exactly. Out of Tennessee, he's a winner. And I don't. I was going to make up a whole rant about him. I don't know anything about him, but so okay. So let, let's let's close on this since we're kind of running out of time. Let Lakers should should they make a move? Like if you had to say right now, like they either have to make a move or they shouldn't make a move. Like what's what's your feeling? Um, that's tough because it all just depends yeah. what they're able to get back. But okay, let's rephrase. That- Will they make a move? No. I don't no. think they'll. I don't think they will be satisfied with the options that they can get back for Lou Williams or Nick Young, and so I think they'll probably end up keeping everything intact. But who knows? Maybe some team will really want Timofey Mozgov, and they'll get rid of him. Hey, the Cavs. That maybe they miss. They him. want him back. Exactly. Maybe they miss him. Or you, you know, know, maybe they, the Spurs need Luau Deng really bad. I don't know. Yeah. But it's, you know. Yeah, oh, possible. Man, like the if I I really was there they, there was a time where it looked like maybe Thibodeau might be interested in that's Dang, right and uh, and that was yeah I, I'd be for, lying if uh, I didn't if Zach I didn't say I fired up the trade machine a little bit on that one. Well, Dang for Zach if Levine. they did that, Thibodeau should probably be fired. Oh, he should spot. probably be fired anyway. But that's right. Okay. 
Um, Hot takes. <laughs> okay, so uh, he ran Luau Deng's career into the ground. Yeah, the Kamenetsky brothers actually had a good minutes a game. The Kamenetsky brothers actually had like a good. They they basically said the playing under Thibodeau is like NBA dog years, where like each year counts as like three to seven or something on your career. That's about right. Yeah, that's, and that's, like, that's I mean, the most apt way I think you can put it. Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Wiggins are done. They're gonna have like four years, <laughs> and then. They're done. <laughs> okay, so now that we just trolled, I think, all Timberwolves fans successfully. Yeah, I think that's the only fan base that you just made really mad. But, uh, you know, as far as the will the Lakers make a trade thing, I, I'm, I'm going to say yes. I do think that they make a move. I just realized they called Andrew Wiggins Anthony Wiggins, and I want to apologize. Carl Anthony Wiggins. They combined them. Yeah, there we go. Uh, no, but I, I think the Lakers, I think they'll probably end up making a move. I think I, I can I can see them at this point. I think I can see them jettisoning Lou Williams. I I, mean, I don't I, I don't know to who I, just, I don't know to who. But you know, I can't I just, pull like, out your little crystal ball and figure it out. I don't Reckless know. speculation. Let's go. We're already I just speculating. Have a, I just have a feeling they're they're gonna do something. I just, I don't know. Just like all the kind of leaks, the amount of leaks coming out right now is atypical, and it just makes me feel like maybe there that something's gonna happen. I got a tweet yesterday that they're gonna trade Jordan Clarkson for Julia Okafor. Yeah, there was, was like that fake stuff thing. going around yeah. that the Lakers were involved in the like, Okafor that's thing. Not happening. No, I, it, it sounds like that's not happening. I'll right. just say right now that Mitch Kubchak and Jim Buss should be fired immediately if they make that trade. Wow. Okay. Hot takes coming in. I don't. I don't know that I'd go that far because Clarkson hasn't been like that good that I'd say that's yeah. like the worst trade ever. It wouldn't be the worst trade ever, but it would be a dumb one. I don't know. I don't know if I'd make that trade. Yeah, but you were it. also the one that said before the draft that Julio Okafor is going to be the greatest thing ever. So. Uh, I don't know. Great. Yeah, thing you were ever. like, I he's would... the next Akeem Olajuwon, dude. Yeah, I heard that, you I say don't, it. I don't think that's what I said. <laughs> I, I, th I did think he was going to be better than he's shown thus far, and I do think that he will be better in a different situation. Yeah, I agree. I just ultimately, I don't know that he's going to be much more than like an Ennis Cantor. And like, I don't mean in the sense that he's going to punch a chair and break his arm. <laughs> I mean in the sense of like, He's going to be like your good backup big, big off the bench. Yeah, he's going to get you 10, 15 points off the bench and play zero defense. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That sounds about right. Solid. Okay, so I think that kind of wraps it up for Locked On Lakers, unless you had like more players you wanted to make fun Bash of. Or, and yeah, and piss off more fan bases. No, just Tom Thibodeau. That's it. Okay, so T Thibodeau is the one beef that we're going to build today. So one last reminder, as always, you can find our full shows on Audio Boom, iTunes, Silver Screen and Roll, Stitcher, TuneIn, and today's Fast Break. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek. Use the promo code LOLakers to get a $20 rebate on your first ticketing purchase. Please support them like they've supported us. It helps the show out. It helps us out. And it lets us keep going. So Anthony will most likely be back with me tomorrow. And Bryant, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. So we will talk to you guys later. That, that does it for Locked On Lakers. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. 
Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details.